welcome to our podcast. I'm Elizabeth. I'm Becky. I'm Sharopa. And I'm Cameron. And you're here with us at Girls Talk Math. Our group has been studying network science and a female mathematical pioneer in this field. A brilliant mind once said to our granddaughter, in this world, there are many opportunities like trains passing by. Only when you feel confident and prepared will you be able to catch them. The woman we're talking about is Fan Chung, a brilliant female mathematician and a role model for girls all around the world pursuing their dreams. We actually had a chance to talk to her on Skype today. Thank you, Dr. Chung. We really appreciate the time you took to talk to us, and it was great meeting you. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Fan Chung is known for her work in the areas of spectral graph theory, extremal graph theory, and random graphs. Since 1998, Chung has been a professor of mathematics and a professor of computer science and engineering at the University of California at San Diego. Her college education started at the National Taiwan University, and in 1970, Chung received her bachelor's degree in mathematics. She got her master's in 1972 and her PhD in 1974, both at UPenn. Chung quickly got job offers, and she went off to work at Bell Labs, a math research center in New Jersey. There, she studied combinatorics, discrete mathematics, and she met the love of her life. Ron Graham was her colleague, and they both felt connected by their love for math. In Graham's book, The Man Who Loved Only Numbers, he wrote, Many mathematicians would hate to marry someone in the profession. They fear their relationship would be too competitive. In our case, not only are we both mathematicians, we both do work in the same areas. So we can understand and appreciate what the other is working on, and we can work on things together and sometimes make good progress. An interesting fact about Fan Chung is that she was pregnant with her first child while in grad school. After giving birth, she tackled a graph decomposition problem, and within one month, she solved it and published a paper about it. Let's go back to the beginning of Fan Chung's life. She was born in Taiwan on October 9, 1949. Her mother was a home economics teacher at a high school, and she taught Chung that she should not just be an attachment to man. From an early age, her mother taught her that gender stereotypes about being a woman shouldn't stop her to pursue her dreams. Her dad was actually the one who led her to those dreams. He wasn't an engineer, and he pushed her to explore mathematics. Are your parents like that? Did they ever push you to a certain subject or encourage you to not be afraid of being a girl interested in math? My parents in particular have always pushed me to explore the different things that I may be interested in. I know that they allowed me to explore different fields, different topics, and different genres of a variety of things so I can find what it is that is my true passion. My family, like in my household, like they're all really math and like science like oriented, so I've definitely been surrounded by that. So I think naturally I've been pushed and towards pushed towards that direction because that's just what I'm familiar with and like what I'm most comfortable with. Okay, mine's very similar to that. Most people in my family have some type of math or science background, so it kind of persuades me to a more STEM-focused field. Yeah, I mean, they're also like people that we look up to and like inspire us, so they're like people you want to aspire to be. Thanks for your input. I feel like a lot of people can really relate to that. So I'm sure you guys are all wondering what exactly networks are. Networks are a group of nodes connected to each other by pieces called edges. Now, one of the most popular types of networks is called a VA graph. The more edges a node has, the more edges it will get over time. Now, the best example of this in real life 
would be an Instagram meme page account. You guys are probably wondering how is that relevant, but the more followers you have on a meme account, the more followers you'll get over time. The more likely Instagram will recommend your account to different people, which could then get you more followers. And the more followers you have, the more people you'll have tagging other people in the comments of your post, exposing more traction to other potential followers. And on the discussion of edges and of nodes brings forth the topic of graph theory and networking, which is exactly what our good friend, what I hope is now our good friend, uh, Dr. Chung, works on and studies for a living. Of course, some wonder what is the significance of her work and how it applies to other fields. She contributed greatly to spectral graph theory, which is the study of different matrices associated with the graph. Spectral graph theory has been in different fields, including direct relations to quantum chemistry. Her work with networks helps establish the very fundamentals of applications we all use on a day-to-day -day basis. Her work helped develop the World Wide Web, as well as different search engines. Each of these programs utilize networks, the field of work she has contributed so much to. It feels like the only thing that she loves more than graph theory itself is teaching others about graph theory and telling them about her research and helping them come to their own ideas to build off the research that she started. She likes the real world applications of the things she's doing. Yeah, she, it's definitely something to be proud of because normally when people think of math, they don't necessarily know how it relates to everyday life, but her research has to do with everything, all social media and all, like, just every system, really. Yeah, and usually when you think of math, you don't really think of graph theory. You think of adding big numbers and subtracting big numbers. Yeah. <laughs> when you think of math, you don't think of research. I feel like yeah. that's something we definitely, or a lot of people definitely do not understand. It's like, yes, there is research in math, yeah. Yeah. and it is really important. And it is a groundbreaking discovery to solve a lot of mathematical equations that we're out to solve. Because yeah. like math is like, it explains the physical world. Like there's an equation for everything. I mean, it's also pretty exciting for her because like she's teaching people what she's discovered. Like she's showing people what she's like spent her life working towards. And she's the core of the talk. She knows like everything there is to know about it. <laughs> That's just really cool. When we asked her um, some of the challenges that she faced, one thing that really stuck with me from um, her interview, or our interview that we had with her, was um, she said that there's a lot of ups and downs, but the way she worded it was there's celebration, enlightenment, and also a downside. And I feel like if there's anything you can embody what life is, not even in relation to math and not even in relation to graph theory, there's celebration, there's enlightenment. And there's always going to be a downside. Yeah, and that really, really stuck with me. I don't, I don't really know what it is, and I'm probably not going to know for the next thirty years. But I've been saying that in my head for about fifteen minutes now. Yeah, she's mentioned in like interviews and stuff that's been written about her, about how back in Taiwan, when she was in undergrad school, um, she had a lot of female classmates in her math classes, and. It helped shape her as a mathematician, and they celebrated their successes together, and it definitely was an empowering thing for her when 
they would achieve something because it's like, oh, I can achieve that too. And it led her to the person she is today. Also, as a child, her mother defied like gender norms in Taiwan because she had a full-time job, which was very rare then. And her mom reminded her that she doesn't need to be attached to a man and to follow her dreams. Her as a mathematician, like she shows this when in 1994, she became the first tenured female mathematics professor at UPenn. A study in 2000 showed why she was the first because it brought attention to the fact that there is only 7% of females as tenured faculty in doctoral level mathematics departments. Now we're going to share some clips from our interview with Dr. Chung. How did you get introduced to networks? I, I got into the area because of my uh, advisor in grad school. To get into networks, that's a somewhat different story because the classical type of grad theory is more toward recreational mm-hmm. and has its root in many different applications. The most recent development in networks, especially complex networks, is really driven by the advancement of information technology because we have data everywhere. And uh, one way to deal with it is to look at the relationship in between. Just a little bit before two, uh, 2000, I was doing summer consulting at Bell Communications Research. Over there, we are dealing with, you can imagine, a huge network. Everybody has a telephone number, a node in your network. And if you call someone or you send an instant message, then there is a link, one person to another. So it's a huge network, and they have to put all the data somewhere. How do you realistically dealing with it? So at that time, big teams of people try to deal with such data. We've been discussing networks for about a week and a half now, and we've been looking at different examples um, with the problem sets that they gave us. It never came across that, like, having a phone number and then, like, every time you reach someone, that could be transferred into the eyes of network. And so I really appreciated that insight. My job is a university professor. There's no question it's the best job in the whole wide world, (laughs) I think. When I was at your age... The advice I got from my father, he was saying that I was not very good with my hand. So <laughs> so he said that doing mathematics, you only use pen, pencil and paper. And that's perfect for me. And he was right. So I think pretty early, I was thinking that this is a good direction to go. I had no idea that I can really basically make a living doing research. What are some challenges you faced? If you work hard on a problem, but get stuck. Well, doing research is a process. Most of the time, you get stuck. Getting stuck is more of a usual state. When you solve the problem, it is sort of instantaneously, it is a transitional state. It, it is the same thing for life. It is a process. It is not just getting somewhere. It is enjoy the process of doing it. Do you have any advice? 
I think, sort of summarize about all these things I said about math and research to young people is that don't give up because、uh, math is huge, right? So you might go to a talk and find out that people know so many things that you don't know. So it could be very intimidating. But the fact is, no one knows everything. Everybody has your strengths and weakness. So、uh, you see things slightly differently from other people, and you treat things different from other people. But the main thing is, is no one knows everything. So no reason to be intimidated. Do what you can do. Don't give up so easily. <laughs> so thanks for listening to our podcast. Yeah. I'm Cameron. I'm Sharopa. I'm Becky. And I'm Elizabeth. And thank you for listening with Girls Talk Math.